For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gentlemen, we are here tonight to put Commissioner Rob Manfred on the stand. Joining me are my two witnesses testifying against Rob Manfred. I would like to turn it over to Adam Corsair for your opening remarks about Mr. Manfred. Take it away. He must go. He must go. <laughs> There's, he's just Sum up any better. I don't need evidence. This isn't, this isn't, we don't need due process here. He's just guilty. <laughs> Next. I'm staying whatever the court window is. I concede my time. <laughs> I Mr. yield. Gordon, your opening statement. My opening statement is, you you thought Bud Seeley was bad. I, I'll take Bud Seeley right now. <laughs> uh, who would have thought the guy that owned a team in Major League Baseball, while being the commissioner of Major League Baseball, had more moral base for helping out the players than the current commissioner of Major League Baseball. Sporting the Meyer League yeah. hat. I'm looking at him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, there, all jokes aside, there has not been a lot of good news when it comes to Major League Baseball, not just our Toronto Blue Jays. We'll get into some of that breaking news stuff in a little bit. I want to really dive into Mr. Manfred, the guy who is on the stand tonight. Uh, and honestly, just go over history since he's been commissioner. He took over in office from Bud C League on January the 25th, 2015. And while I would say, I'm not sure if you guys agree, his tenure as commissioner may have got off to a decent start. It seems like ever since then, it has come crashing down. And this is probably the lowest it's ever been. I mean, nobody's planned for a pandemic in any of their planning, not even business planning, everyday planning, just even thinking about it or crossing anybody's mind. But Craig, what good over the last little while, and you can go back as far as you want, can you pinpoint something good and positive that Rob Manfred in baseball? Does lip service count? Just question. Sure. <laughs> I just, I, I thought there was going to be some constructive movement toward a collective bargaining agreement. He actually did fully sound like he actually, at least initially was in the ballpark of possibly finding a way that there was never going to be another strike in baseball. The fact that we are now what? Two, three, three years, two. No, <laughs> anyway. So, but the fact that it's just going to get a complete miss at this point, it seems like, and, uh, and like I said, lip service. You can say all you want, but the fact that, you know, he was on the TV show the other night saying how we're going to return to sports after COVID-19 and everything, and he more or less just was a complete joke, and <laughs> there's really not a lot good going on here. And unless you are unless you own a baseball team, he has made you hand over fist amount of money. <laughs> Adam, can you think of anything positive that he's brought to the game since he's taken office? So I sort of liken this to 
when Shapiro and Atkins came to the Blue Jays. I remember when they came, Blue Jays fan base uh, was freaking out. And a lot of that had to do with the uh, departure of Alex Anthopoulos. And I totally get that. But that's we've, we've gone down that road. The point of drawing this parallel is we were worried what Shapiro was going to do for the team because, you know, all the things that we have seen him do for Cleveland or lack thereof, people had uh, were apprehensive about the process. Right. But now looking back at it for years, you can say, OK, well, he's improved the minor league clubs, plural, exponentially. Um, he's rebuilt the Dunedin Stadium like that was an, uh, an ambition that he had. He has made upgrades to the Rogers Center. I mean, let's, they're not it's not a great, great place to watch a game in terms of the baseball and this romanticism about it. But it's still it's better. Um, he's made these upgrades so we can look at these when it comes to Manfred. I'm just like, I don't I don't see it. I don't see anything tangible. I don't see any any ways the game has necessarily improved. Um, I don't see any way that he's um, thrown in any level of excitement or uh, an ambition to try to reel in the younger fans. In fact, he's sort of being stubborn and kind of, I don't know, guarded in that regard. And this is sort of really exacerbating the situation even worse. Like, it's not even an attempt to make things better. Like, I, I saw this tweet that was pretty much this is how it summed up the MLB owners or whatever said to the players, how about, I know we promised you 12, but we'll give you six. And the players are like, no. Okay. How about a half dozen? No, that's the same thing. All right. How about three times, but times two? No, that's still the same. Like they just come back with the same low ball bullshit offer. And I'm, it's not productive. You like, you have to give. So in this regard, I, I, this falls square on the shoulders of him and he needs to do better. Like he needs to understand that he's losing fans, right? He's ever since like the NBA got popular ever since the rise of football, he's losing fans. Right. And he needs to do better to, to make this more exciting and to keep the fans that he's had. Or else it's going to be a 1994-95 debacle all over again. Mark my words. Yeah. Go ahead, Greg. I, I think we've said, we've said multiple times on this show that a strike has already started. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> multiple times. So, And I think a lot of that, as bad as Manfred's has been, I don't know, at least in these arguments, you know, Tony Clark is sticking to his ground about protecting the players, but as far as maybe that giving thing is going on just both sides and we're not seeing it, but the fact that we know that Manfred has been doing nothing but just tear down the game we love with the, you know, the freaking pitch crap or, or the clocks, and now we have all this crap about we can only have one, the bullpen guy has to pitch a whole inning or three outs, right? All that kind of stuff. There's just so many stupid rules that have been changed and tweaked and this and that, that why the game was fine before you came on and showed up, Mr. Manfred. <laughs> <laughs> there is no reason that we need to be screwing around with this. If you're trying to attack the game to try and make it more beneficial for younger fans to start getting interested in baseball, you're going about it the wrong way. And now you're just setting it ablaze by not allowing the players even to come to the table and actually have a real conversation about how we meet in the middle and get this all set. Yeah, it's nuts. I, I don't know any other way to put it. Adam, <laughs> do you want to chime in there? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get philosophical about this, but the the main gripe people have about baseball is that it's long and boring. If you if you talk to the layman about baseball, it's it's long and boring. I don't have time for it. Okay, that's that's fine. And you know, I understand it's a business, and I understand you have to make money. But 
that just means it's not for you. Right. And the, the great yeah. thing about baseball is it's, it's these interwoven paradoxes that are involved in the game. Like there's so much inaction, but the inaction matters, right? Yeah. All that inaction absolutely matters. And that's what makes it so captivating to someone like obviously the three of us. So when it comes to reinventing the game, I just don't think it's there. And I think he's forcing these narratives to sort of invite those young fans. So I give him credit for making attempts. They're just ill-fated attempts, right? You look at the political system here in the United States. Like we have Joe Biden and Donald Trump, like two 70-year-old men who couldn't be more out of touch with with the youth and like people like my age. I, I know I'm not super young, but I'm in my 30s. People my age that we just don't connect to. And this is the same thing that's happening here. You you don't know how to connect to your audience. You don't know how to com communicate. Read the room. And he just he's doing a very poor job in doing so. And so in that respect, he's just I just don't think he's the guy. Right. And he obviously wanted to keep one of his own involved. And I, I understand but at the same time, he's just not a fit. He's not the guy. And in that reason, I just think the owners are going to make them. It would not surprise me if as a result of this, the owners removed him from the position because i think they have the power to do so they do uh the commissioner of every sport as uh, from the way i understand it is supposed to act in good faith with the players association on behalf of the owners he's the mm -hmm. spokesperson so all these billionaires that own team they're giving rob manfred what they want so i don't want to give him any credit or a pass because this has just been a complete disaster but it is the owner's playbook that he has to present and argue for and try to right. come to. But at the same time, you got to be able to push back as a commissioner and go and argue for the Players Association as well, which is what Tony Clark is trying to do. Tony Clark and Rob Manfred seem like they are on completely opposite ends of the spectrum and nobody is willing to meet in the middle. The most recent thing that was tweeted out, and I'm trying to find it as we speak from Joel Sherman, uh, was that... This is the last offer. Like, it's 60 games or bust. The owners will not go anywhere else. The players want 70. It's 10 more games. I don't know so why 65. they can't cut. Yeah, like, ask for 65. Like, this isn't hard. Meet right. in the middle. So they can remove him from office. It's, according to his Wikipedia page, Manfred is under contract uh, as commissioner until the end of the 2024 season. Oof. And what do we have between now and 2024? Yeah is an expiring CBA at the end of 2021. So add it all up. I don't think Manfred is the guy to be able to go into the next CBA negotiation because yeah. this is a start. I don't know what it's going to end up being like when we yeah. get to that point. And he's like, you know, trying to throw some comedy in here. He's beta as fuck. Whereas like Bud Selig was definitely alpha as fuck in a way. So I'm just, <laughs> I can't, I can't take this guy seriously as a threat to do anything. He, you're right. He's, Pretty much the owner's lackeys. I mean, all commissioners are, but at least Bud Selig had a sense of authority behind him. This guy just looks like a fucking librarian going down with his tail between his legs. Oh, here you go, sir. Here's the offer. Like, <laughs> fuck out of here. You're mute. You're muted, Craig. Oh, Craig. <laughs> he's oh, muted. Gone. Oh, he's gone. All right, so it's just you and me. Continue. <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> I'm still here. Here. So muted that oh, I can't. Okay, oh. Uh, <laughs> is that better? Yeah, there he's back. And now you're live show. Show. anything can happen. <laughs> yes. 
That's right. Hey, that's the beauty of on camera. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> but Craig, you look like you wanted to jump in there and build on what happened. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I totally forgot what I was about to rant about. <laughs> I was calling Manfred beta as fuck, and Bud C League is definitely the alpha. It's almost like every Saturday Night Live episode where you see Andy Samberg on anything. And he's like, but he's not the competent guy. He's kind of like the pushover person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, fine, I'll do this, uh, whatever, you know, <laughs> and then yeah. in the midst of that, you just don't ever really get a real answer on anything. And the problem is right now, there needs to be a leader. And this is the same bullshit that unfortunately I can say about everything wrong with going anything right now, period. I don't care what your leadership is at this point, but fucking pick a direction and do it. <laughs> That's don't just do it better. <laughs> oh, it's just, I don't understand how you did not have something to the point where you at least had, you know, the quote unquote, we had a verbal agreement. Every time that has come up, you might as well lit the thing on fire because it has been nothing but a flaming bag of shit on my porch about that whole idea. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. knew it was too good to be true. <laughs> Allow me to play devil's advocate. How much are we putting on the players when it comes to this? Honestly, like, do they bear any of the responsibility when it comes to the failure to get a deal done? Or do you think, no, they have guaranteed contracts. It's it's built into the system. If, if you ask me, the players are already ready, ready and willing to take a reduction in a salary. They understand that if you play 81 games, uh, 162 that they are willing to have a prorated salary of that so you're already cutting it in half and whatever um maybe there should be a little bit of wiggle room to maybe cut it an extra five or ten percent but that's not my place to be able to tell people what to do with their money so i don't know like i i think it's two very stubborn people and organizations and entities on total opposite sides and both are not willing to compromise because they want to get what they feel they deserve. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I've been noticing, I don't know if you guys have noticed this too, is all the rumors flying around and then it sounds like the players are ready to go. And then all of a sudden this news of everything shutting comes up. So are they just buying their time and <laughs> then knowing this was going to fucking happen. But like we're on the cusp of Florida, just shutting down period. Yeah. And the other place, that we're talking about possibly having baseball is Arizona. Yeah. And that apparently is equally screwed with everything going on. As far as everything goes, it might be tracking about in the same per capita ballpark of how many people are possibly getting coronavirus. But in the midst of that, how do you not be seeing this coming? And maybe this was why the players and everybody was biting it a little bit, but it sounded like we were working on something. Yeah, I think it was Michael Grange of Sportsnet. I could be wrong about that, but I did see a tweet that said if Florida was its own country, it would be ranked ninth in rises of cases. <laughs> okay. I like, thought you were about to go third world on Florida there no, for a second. <laughs> they're in the top ten. And if you look at how Europe sort of dipped with they're at the, the very low end of the curve. Like they're they're maintaining this pretty well. Their plateau is very, very low. Whereas the U.S., it dipped, but then it's like back up. And it has everything to do with places like Florida, places like Arizona, Texas, California. So this tells me one of two things. One, these, and I'm not going to get political, these places that allowed reopening the country way too soon are now suffering the consequences. And two, that the warmer climate does not mitigate this at all, does not make this go away at all, at 
all. So maybe we're going to get some fall sports and uh, football. Maybe we will because it doesn't seem like the cold <laughs> oh, weather is killing about it. that now, too. I know. <laughs> but it does. Especially when you're talking about camps and everything of all sports being right now under risk in those areas. Well, Go right. ahead, Adam. I mean, no, it, it's all good. Like, I, I know that Florida was this place. And again, like, I don't want to make it sound like I don't want sports to come back. I certainly do. But Florida is not it. Like, it's not the place to do it. And we need to, in any sport, NBA, MLB, NHL, it's not the place. So we need to make new arrangements. Rhode Island's open for business. Come on over. <laughs> Let's go Buffalo. Come on. Yes. I want those. The, I want the, I want to see the Blue Jay Mafia. You know, I want to see those tables getting folded for they're all painted blue, blue, like a couple of bills blue <laughs> and just see what the hell happens. But no, I agree with you wholeheartedly <laughs> that in the midst of this, regardless of how bad the fumbling has been on Manfred's ballpark, I think a lot of this has been that exact case. The players have been saying that's great, but where are we going to play? Right. Yeah, no, it's true. They basically, everybody's been tweeting the last few weeks is tell us when and where. Uh, and the where has still yet to be answered. And hey, this this whole situation trickles into other sports too. Like Adam, I know you being a big Raptors guy and having your own Raptors podcast. I don't know how the NBA thinks they're going to restart in Florida anymore with how it's gone. I don't even want to think about that. And I don't know if you guys saw this today, but a bunch of 49ers who have been training in Nashville, Tennessee, and a 49ers player got COVID-19. And so, Craig, to build on what you were saying with training camp coming along with the NFL is this is not training camp. You're not padded up and there's still people contracting this virus around each other. It's not magically gone just because the weather is hot and you're thinking <laughs> like a warm climate. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> I'm almost starting to feel like sweating profusely just means you're going to get it. <laughs> <It's> just, oh. <laughs> that, that Florida humidity, man, is letting that shit go around like that, you know? <laughs> It's crazy because it's it's one of these things that the virus does not care about your sports. It does not care about the season. It does not care about the weather. You're going to get it or not. And yeah, I, I admire the players trying to stay in shape and do voluntary workouts, like setting up these makeshift um, training facility, training camps, rather. Um, the Blue Jays, I, I don't want to bury the lead here, but the Blue Jays were in Dunedin. That didn't go well. The Phillies themselves, that didn't go well either. And I'm sure it doesn't end there. It would not surprise me if this is something that is just starting to bud and unfold. It would not surprise me if those aren't the only two teams that have been affected by this. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So, guys, one thing I want to bring up on Rob Manfred in particular is, according to his Wikipedia page, when he resumed office, and took over for Bud Selig, he had five primary goals as commissioner during his tenure. Uh Uh-oh. They are. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you can say that because I can only see one, and I'm not even sure if the one is even very good job of what he's done. Mm. But it's in youth outreach as one, embracing technology, quickening the pace of play, which he has done. That's still up to debate. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep my thumb in the middle. (laughs) I know. I, I am there, too. Exactly. Strengthening player relations, and the last one, creating a more unified business operation, no, which is that's... not going on right now. That's <laughs> four and a half out of five. <laughs> I've seen crappier presidents have better goals reached. That's all right. I must have we had all, just the right amount of beer to be perfect with that. <laughs> so. Based on those five guys, has he 
would you say he's accomplished any of them? Because there is evidence, and it's actually been instituted, that the pace has quickened a little bit. You've eliminated the having to throw four balls for a guy to walk. You just give the signal. Um, you've instituted pitch clock, or sorry, the clock in between uh, breaks in between innings. Uh, and when a pitcher comes in uh, for relieving the starter uh, and whatnot. So it has quickened. But beyond that, and even if you want to touch on that point, has have they embraced technology? Have they strengthened player relations? Has user outreach been any better? And is it a more unified business operation? I don't know which one of you want to take that first. That's a loaded question. But, uh, <laughs> good, good, good. I'm going to take the nerdy one because I'm the, the resident IT guy, basically. You know, electrical engineer by day. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but I can't say he's improved anything as far as technology in the ballpark is gone. When the best thing he's done is that there's about 9,000 Major League Baseball apps in the app store. <laughs> and that's about it <laughs> mlb tv is still the same thing it's been for what the better part of 15 years oh, since yeah. its institution has started there there is no use of barely any baseball gifts or anything on any kind of social media which is where you would think that baseball had any place to be diving in and trying to pull some people would be through technology and social media you can't define a baseball highlight when it happens anywhere on the internet except on mlb stuff period it's not being retweeted unless somebody's making the gift from their TV when they're watching it. <laughs> it's not coming from the Players Association. It's not coming from Major League Baseball. It's not coming from anywhere. How are you not blowing up and just having like the dedicated Mike Trout coolness freaking Twitter handle <laughs> and calling it a day? Yeah, I think. When it comes to media relations, as you were saying, Craig, it's the little things that they haven't improved on. So I watched predominantly two out-of-market teams. With the NFL, they don't have that streaming service like the MLB does and the NBA does. It's coming, but right now that's sort of dedicated to DirecTV, which I don't have. That's as a side. So I watched the MB I watched the Raptors and the Blue Jays, both out-of-market teams, and I have both of their streaming services. Thing about the NBA, it's just the little things. During timeouts, during commercial breaks, you stay on the court, right? So you see all the action that's going on on the court at that time. With MLB TV, when it's a commercial break, you get that logo that like always shifts itself. <laughs> we'll be right back. You don't get any. Or there's like love... nine thousand year old highlights that it's like yeah. okay, I've seen the same <laughs> freaking Craig Council hit. Yes, the World Series in on loop. <laughs> on loop, and it's it's Every nothing day. new. I would love to see them warm up. As tedious as that is, I would love to see the warm ups. I would love to hear the sound of the field and the crowd at that time. Stupid stuff like when they say, "Hey, let's go take it to Jamie Campbell in the back." You don't see it. You no, just we don't see get any of that. Here you don't get it's any like... of it. <laughs> nothing. You don't get any of the cuts or like let's hear what Rashman Danny has to say. We don't hear it. We don't get to hear that. We're not privy to that information. Yeah. Apparently, that's like proprietary stuff that's only dedicated to the awesome people in Toronto. I'm not trying to which, knock Which you. is I'm hilarious <laughs> because when they were talking about anything that Greg Zahn would have said, let's go up to the booth with Zahn and <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. you knew you were going to get something hilarious out of it. But no, yeah. cut to it. <laughs> it's just a little thing. And when it comes to the youth, the thing that I feel, and I'm, I'm reaching here, the thing that I feel that has saved baseball when it comes to youth isn't something the MLB even did. It was John Boy. John Boy saved 
baseball with like the the commentary with like oh this guy's gonna hit that uh the the bat against the oh he's really <laughs> right now like that whole commentary like yeah in twitter he <laughs> legitimately single-handedly grabbed the youth of baseball and pulled them back in just for a moment to be like being interested it's fun i can make it fun for you guys if the mlb implemented shit like that it would be a completely different ball game quote unquote not to use puns here but for the youth they don't <laughs> do anything puns. to bring them back they don't and that's what the unfortunate is in order for people to be excited about the game you have to do it on your own like podcasting right like what we're doing we're trying to bring some sort of some sort of modernity to this and it's just not there the barroom chat that's what i'm saying like it's just <laughs> not there so for me all of this is a failure how much has he cut the time by to make it short in like 10 minutes on Speaking average of the barroom chat who cares? Yeah. You know, guess, who, who, like, <laughs> who cares about a 10 minute reduction in play really like, what is that Nobody. it's it's a full count really it's what it is what we're talking about it's it's ridiculous if you were in the ba ballpark that's one less beer you could have drank there you go <laughs> or one yeah. less hot dog you could have crushed <laughs> yeah i don't think mlb has really ever had a pace of play or game time length issue, to be honest with you. Especially now that it's been cut, it's more in line. But even then, you're going to have your fans that want games to go for as long as possible and want to stay there for 16 innings and never have the game end <laughs> because that's just what they do, right? It's just that baseball is a very big community and they're always going to have that bought in fan base. They don't want the games to be, they don't want the games to be shorter. They want the games to be exactly the way they are because it's been that way forever and it's what people fell in love with. So I don't even, I think he summed it up right. Four and a half out of five. I cannot say Rob Manfred has hit on in terms of his goals. And I don't know about you guys, but in terms of youth outreach, I don't exactly know what that means. Maybe that is a combination of embracing technology and whatnot. But one thing that I think whoever the next commissioner needs to do better is do a better job of making sure minorities have access to the game of baseball. Mm -hmm. You know how Caucasian the game has gotten? and African-Americans are not playing anymore, and they've been on the decline forever, go into these communities, show them that baseball is a game that you can play and want to play because you can make a crap ton of money if you do. I'm not sure if oh, I'm not done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fun, exactly. So I don't know. It's, it, it, I don't think he's hit on any of these other than maybe we'll give him half a point for quickening the pace of play just because it has quickened. But I don't think anybody actually likes that it's quickened. Can I make a point on the quick play thing? Sure. I don't yeah, even know absolutely. how much of the quick play thing is actually directly related to him. Because in my opinion, the, the, if you want to focus in on one thing that has sped up the game the most is the minor league pitch clock. Mm. It's gotten minor league pitchers that are coming up in the major league baseball used to pitching in that kind of time constraint. So when they get up to the major leagues, okay, yeah, they might not have that pace of play to be, you know, restricted at the major league level to that pitch clock, but they got used to it and they were just used to running through the routine by the time they got all the way up through the minor leagues to the show. So you're already talking to a guy now that's closer to being a Mark Burley than somebody that's going to sit on the mound for like nine years, <laughs> you know? So I think that in my opinion is where most of this game has been sped up. How much are you guys not seeing guys wander 10 feet out of the batter's box pull a freaking Nomar Garcia Perro with his batting gloves for nine minutes and then watch the guy just get the ball on the mound and freaking rifle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 
rare now at this point. It's not the way it used to be. And even though it is somewhat kind of long, they do have these unnecessary breaks, but that's part of the game. My point is you don't, anytime someone like shits on NASCAR, it's like, oh, it's just not for you. Like it's, you don't have to like it. It's just not for you. Or if I said golf is boring, dude, like I just don't, I don't like watching. I don't, I don't like watching golf. I play golf. Oh yeah, sure. But I'm not going to watch it. Oh, well dude, it's not for you. Why does baseball have to be for everyone? Like this is, I don't understand this. Why, why does it have to appeal to everyone? Why does it have to be this game that competes with the NBA and the NHL and the NFL? Why, why can't we just have our niche audience and be like, okay, we're good. We have our die hard. We know people are going to come in the summer. This is fine. Like, yeah. what what are we even doing? Where's the issue? And when, you're, when your team is good, you will show up yes. at the damn ballpark. Yes. You've seen it already in 2015 when everybody was like, holy crap, the Blue Jays are actually good. On a ran- I remember <laughs> thinking this in my head. A random Monday night game against the Athletics back in August when the Blue Jays were up and up. I'm like, holy shit, there's 45,000 people in here right now. And you can barely get 20,000 for this game like at the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah. Hottest ticket team. in town. They still show up. Yes. Yeah, it was the hottest ticket in town for three years. I'd even say 2017 had that rub off effect from 2015, 2017. Fans will show up. Casual fans will show up. You we, know Alex Antopoulos, oops, sorry, <laughs> we know Alex oh. Antopoulos was watching too much of Field of Dreams that year as he built that team and they did come. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they would come. <laughs> so, so, guys, I, I, there's a really, really negative energy around everything sports right now but especially when it comes to baseball because i think we touched on this very very lightly and briefly over the last few weeks but there is a chance and i don't want to get too dark here that fans will not be able to go to a major league baseball game regularly until 2023 because there's no there's no guarantee there will be a vaccine ready in time for the start of the season in 2020 i think it will be but there's no telling that it will be ready to go. 2022 looks like we're heading into a labor stoppage. And that does not look like, based on how negotiations are going right now, that it will be ironed out at all between now and whenever the CBA expires. So if they take that full year to get it done, we're in 2023. And hopefully there's no fucking pandemic or anything going oh, on man. so that we can come back. But that would kill baseball if you go that long because you're losing out so much money on the minor league system. And the, art, the teams that already struggle, like the Oakland Athletics, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Kansas City Royals, he could go bankrupt without having that source of income. If they don't figure this out quickly, to get at least I – don't, I don't even know if I want them to play this year, but at least figure out the CBA so that it doesn't come to that. that Rob Manfred, in my mind, is not the guy for that. Do you guys agree? Yeah, no. He, like I said, he's beta. Dude, like, I don't, I don't want, I don't think he's going to be the guy to negotiate anything. But as you mentioned, it's he's doing the dirty work from the owners, right? So he's just the middleman in that regard. But at the same time, you have to exert some sort of authority, like, hey, I'm the commissioner, and let me sort of make this suggestion or whatnot. But still, no, I, I agree with you. I think that this is something that needs to be addressed, and which is why I feel the owners are just going to give, because if you see the storm approaching of the CBA. And what I understand the fans, that's a that's a concern, but at least you're going to have games and television revenue if you have games at all. 
So your number one priority is to have games. You can figure out the fan things because that's nothing you can control. You can't control whether or not the vaccine's coming quicker or, or later. You just can't control that. But at least you have televised games to collect the te television revenue. So my suggestion here is get your shit together and just get the games going so you can make money. Done. <laughs> can I sum up your uh, your whole rant there? Some sure. money is better than no money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actually, though, hundred <laughs> percent. I did not. The, I really think they all need to start thinking that because it's getting to the point where, like you said, if there's no baseball, if I'm not allowed to go to a ball game, you know, that's already a huge ding, probably your biggest ding. But we know how the, the TV contracts are taking over most teams' spending and how they control their teams and everything. Um, I really think they're missing an opportunity here because they know everybody's stuck at home. Period. Yeah. With nothing to really look forward to. It, it would make my day infinitely better if I had a sport to watch right now. Mm -hmm. Period. And I would think if it was a point where I could even go play fucking slow pitch softball like I'm usually doing this time of year on three different leagues, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, something would be better than nothing right now. And I really think that they need to figure out and regardless of what possibly is coming they should be working like they could do something right now. And some money would be better than no money at all. And they right. need to hurry up and sign something and get everybody back to work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of a good segue to go into this now because we talked about all of that, but we found out today that a member of the Toronto Blue Jays on the 40 man roster tested positive for COVID-19 and eight members of the Phillies organization, they didn't, I think it was five players and three personnel Correct. tested positive. And the reason the Blue Jays player tested positive was because he was over in Clearwater working out and being with the Phillies players. In defense, so, of that, I don't know if anybody's known, Clearwater and Dunedin are they're like so this close. close. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, yeah, not yeah. been in that area. Like they literally, they might've been working out, but they could have caught just as easily from anybody in a supermarket freaking random restaurant because they've been doing things like that down in Florida or God forbid, you know, at Clearwater beach. <laughs> That's been open yeah. this whole time. <laughs> so actually though, but yeah, it's uh, at this point, it seems like it's gone back to where we were at when this all started in March and April where cases are on the rise. And we were saying back then play if it's safe to do so. And for a little while it was looking like it was coming down. And again, not to get political, but Republicans, opened their states almost at full capacity where you could go to nightclubs and bars and not be forced to wear masks. And so that takes away Florida that has set a record, Arizona and Texas was the third state that they were thinking of potentially playing baseball. All three of those are at the highest right now outside of California. So where the hell are you going to play? Even what up Rhode Island? What up Rhode Island? Adam's, Adam's going to be the one that's actually standing outside his house with a, with a picket sign just saying, MLB, show the fuck up. <laughs> Listen, we have uh, University of Rhode Island. We have a college regulation field. We have Rhode Island College, which is super small. It's a super small college regulated field. It'd be awesome for dingers. That'd be fun. Uh, we got the minor league stadium, the Paw Sox, right? The Pawtucket Red Sox, the AAA affiliate of the Red Sox, or you know, the last year of it. We have that stadium. 
just let's go. Let's make it fun. Put it down. <laughs> we, t- I'm Blair. telling you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Our our positivity rate has been below five percent for the past two weeks. We had a protest last last uh, two weeks ago in Providence, in the main city in Rhode Island, with over ten thousand people. Today, exactly two weeks of the day, which would you would expect to see a spike, did not happen. We've only had fifty, approximately fifty, fifty-eight uh, confirmed cases today. Today, out of two thousand wow. plus tests, I'm telling you, Rhode Island's got it down. Come to Rhode Island, MLB. I'll be the ambassador. <laughs> I'm right here. I guess I'm going to rep my side of New York State because we're in those same numbers on you know the far west side of New yeah. York State. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most of the cases around here in Rochester have been in the 30 ballpark, 40 day, you know, 40 per day or whatever. Nothing crazy, but and the death rate's really been dropping like a mm-hmm. stone from the sky. So positive things look like they were coming, especially from what we, you know, we've been collectively talking about in this conversation. And the fact that you get to the point where you're all of a sudden out here in this bombardment that is coming out with 3000 something cases every day in Florida and everything, yep. this almost seems like something out of a fucking horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <it does. laughs> I will open so, Canada for the MLB to come back because you can play in Toronto. <laughs> You can play in Montreal. You can play in Vancouver, where Arizona was looking into potentially playing while they did renovations in the field. You can put a team in Edmonton. I know they got a baseball stadium up there, and they got a baseball stadium in Winnipeg. You got all of Canada to spread across and put everybody in the correct geographic location. Put your West Coast teams in Vancouver. Put your Mountain Time Zone in Edmonton or Calgary. Central Time Zone in Winnipeg, and then Eastern Time Zone in Toronto and Montreal and split it up. Let's you know, do it. I say screw it. Let's go further north. Let's, let's go fucking Arctic on this shit. <laughs> you know, this shit won't live up there. <laughs> What's awesome about that, though, Brendan, is that if, if that were to happen, guaranteed World Series victory on Canadian soil. Guaranteed. Oh, there it is. <laughs> American team winning on Canadian soil. Oh, God. Why do you have to say it like that? Why can't it be the Blue Jays? <laughs> the season's yeah, short I mean, enough for them to go on a run, Canada's right? team wins on Canada baseball tournament. We nev- you never <laughs> yeah. know. <laughs> Fuck it, make it put them in parks and make it a wiffle ball league. I would watch the shit out of that. I oh. really would. Would you, just see, seeing somebody like freaking uh, Marcus Stroman knocking off a freaking, you know, snapping off a curveball with a wiffle ball would be something to watch, wouldn't it? So dope. <laughs> and do it like how I used to do it as a kid and cork the fuck out of the yellow bats with like oh, yeah. newspaper and duct tape. <laughs> just go, like make it fun. Oh, Let's go. Yeah, you guys must have had the nice stuff. Our, our wiffle bats were always broken and didn't have. <laughs> Oh, they always broke. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, the, the regular movie. yellow one, that seam where they weld like the two pieces yeah. together, always yeah. is like, or melt them together, is always cracked. And oh yeah, we're hitting them with tennis balls, and they apparently all <laughs> oh, were pummeling the house in left field instead of going over it like we used to. <laughs> Welcome to the nineties. Call the sack, bitch. This is the time to get crazy, boys. I mean, you gotta come up. You want to get some money in and whatnot. Try to get some sort of revenue and anything to get baseball going. Any sort of sport going. And my whole baseball idea came off of the fact I'm like, hey, NFL, if you need to play in a bubble, use all the CFL stadiums that won't be played tonight. You can do the exact same go. thing. Come there up here. Go. All the teams are gone out west on the West Coast. It's just Toronto and Montreal that are yep. dealing with this right now. It's they're gonna have to get creative. It's gonna be a challenge to say the least for them to figure it out. And Based on our conversation, I think probably I would say 75 to 80 percent of this falls back on the owners, but also on Rob Manfred. And with that, guys, 
an entirely different conversation I want to try to get in because I had a tweet earlier in the week and some people agree with this. Is Rob Manfred the worst commissioner out of the four? And you can include the MLS if you want. I don't really know much about the guy. I think his name is Don Garber. Uh, but they're getting their soccer going in Orlando on July the 8th. So they're playing. Uh, Allegedly. Major League soccer. Allegedly, yes. <laughs> um, if you were to rank... The four commissioners, and I'll, I'll include Garber in this. Uh, you can leave him out of your rankings if you want. Uh, but Goodell in the NFL, Adam Silver in the NBA, Gary Bettman in the NHL, and Rob Manfred in Major League Baseball. Each of them have all kind of had their own controversies in history. Like you can say Gary Bettman in the NHL had two lockouts under his tenure. Roger Goodell fumbles everything PR-wise. Everything suspensions for people who smoked weed versus who beat up their wife, right. and we're not taking it's a slap on the wrist they got. And then Adam Silver, I think, is the consensus number one right now because they need to be the most open. Where do you guys rank? If you were to give me your list and ranking of commissioner Adam, where would you go? Why would you rank them in, in terms of four? I just want to preface this by saying you have to try, try to be worse than Goodell. Okay, you have to try. <laughs> yeah. I believe that was actually our friend Zach Helton's exact tweet. Okay. How hard do you have to try to be worse than Roger Goodell? <laughs> and mission accomplished, man. <laughs> you did it. Um, yeah. For me, the, the best is silver, and it's not even close. Yeah, yeah. His response to the, the L.A. Clippers fiasco when he first came in with the, the racial right. tirade immediately oh. banned him for yeah. life. Like, it wasn't even – he – when I saw Adam Silver for the first time, I'm like, this guy, again, beta, like, this guy looks like a librarian, whatever. And then he <laughs> went on this aggressive tirade, and you felt the emotion and passion in his voice and said, that is not tolerated here. He is banned for life. And I'm like, that's my guy. That's like him. he dropped that's Thor's him. hammer from the fucking yes. sky on him. <laughs> yes, that is someone I can get behind. So Silver, he understands the, the growing movement of the game and the youth aspect around it, and he doesn't shy away from it. He's very fluid when it comes to changing the aspects of the games that need to be changed, and he works with the players to do so, and sort of a player's league. I know that can get dangerous sometimes when it comes to like tampering and when it comes to super teams, but all in all, I, I like what he's doing. I think he's doing a tremendous job, so he's my number one. Um, right now, today, I don't know enough about Bettman, so when it, when it comes, I can only go by the, the past fiascos if there's two lockouts. I would rank him number three at that point, and it's surprising that I would put Goodell at two, but the complete 180 when it comes to Kaepernick and how he's openly and outwardly saying, hey, look, enough's enough. We gotta, we can't go on these racial wars anymore. We can't uh, bother players when it comes to, quote-unquote, disrespecting the flag. They're just trying to get a message across. We need to listen. When that comes from Roger Goodell, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if that's a PR move, yeah. but it is. Dude, that's your best yeah. one. Good for you. Good job. So at least like, he's growing as a human being instead yes. of just cowering and hiding. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And when it came to the draft, I was super apprehensive, but no hiccups. Not one. Yeah. And it was fun it was to well watch. Done. It was very well done. I'm like, you know what, Roger Goodell, in 2020, you're in my number two. I'm gonna put Gary Bettman as my number three because I don't really know enough about him. And Manfred, sorry, bro, you're dead last. I don't give a fuck. Sorry, you're <laughs> yeah. dead last until you give me baseball and then you move up to bronze. But for now, you're not even on the podium. I don't even get on the bronze even if he gets baseball back together because <laughs> he's fucked the pooch so badly in the midst of this. Yeah, but I'm I don't know anything about hockey. 
I don't know much. I don't know about much about the commissioner. I mean, unfortunately, I'm a Sabres fan, so I haven't paid attention to freaking hockey in how many years? Way too That's many, and we're still not going to play if things come back. And we're talking about trading Jack Eichel now. Ah! But at least they tried, right? At least there was something happening. Yeah, yeah, they showed up. Yeah. But there was an attempt, right? The, the virus right. got to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but in the midst of all this, I just don't know how you can't put Manfred in the bottom of this whole thing. There's been some shitty MLB commissioners over the years. And the fact that he is literally taking the cake on the whole thing right now because of how bad he's handling everything across the board. You can't, like we said, we couldn't even handle the one good thing that we would quote unquote think he did good on, which was pace of play. Are you kidding me? There was nothing wrong with the game when he came in. They were at record at the, you know, for the last 10 years or something like that, when he took over, they were having some of the best ratings that they've had. Right. And yet they haven't gotten any better. So I'm sorry, pace of play isn't playing into your, you know, <laughs> anything at this point. But at least Goodell has been learning. Like yes. you said, everybody else has been doing their thing and whatnot and doing really well. The NBA is stealing the show as far as how they handle the owners to the players. Literally, right. I, I and I'm not even a basketball guy. I, I watched basketball as the Raptors ran for the, you know, the championship last year because I finally got infected mm. by all. <laughs> Boom! Kiss the ring. <laughs> so, but basically, what I stopped watching basketball when Jordan retired the okay. first time. <laughs> yeah. so, the, the real time. I, I, I last danced the and then I was done. <laughs> the real so time. I stuck with Got hockey it. and bat, yeah. hockey, football, and baseball. Wait a minute. Do you mean too much of my time? Technically, the second time. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. Fine. I forget. There's three. Because the first time he had to go to to the Looney Tunes and save them from the Monstars, and then he came back. It was a necessary That's retirement. Time. Danny DeVito was the best metaphor in Spaceballs yes. ever, by the way. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> All time. But no, I just don't understand how you cannot rank him anywhere. That from everything to the fact that he was part of the freaking A-Rod steroid caught red-handed bullshit and pe penalizing him for a whole season. Pete Rose got a worse freaking punishment yeah. for doing something that was gambling for his team to win. Yeah. <laughs> he can't help that. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I'm sorry to, to say it. It might be Pete Rose, but your whole team has to participate in baseball for you to win anything. So the fact that he, something like that is my opinion. I know this is a controversial thing, too. Something like that is an expulsion for life from baseball. Alex Rodriguez apparently can go buy the fucking Mets now. <laughs> How Good is call. that possible? Good call. <laughs> and the fact that even that little piece has not been brought up in Manfred's, you know, thing here. How is he even letting him do that? I don't care if the owners are trying to let him in. I don't care if he's with Jennifer Lopez or not. That's <laughs> screwing baseball by yeah. having him own a baseball team. He can be on Fox Sports with Pete Rose as much as he freaking wants. Stay out of the owner's box. But you got stuff like that going on, and I can't let him get away with it on my watch. Yeah, I think I agree with your rankings, uh, both of you. I uh, think Silver is by far and away number one. Uh, I love what he's done. He listens to his players. They're very good about growing the game on the women's side of things as well because they work well yes. with the WNBA and they have brought in women referees. The NFL has started that. Um, I can Baseball's have really far behind on that one. They're very far behind. <laughs> Baseball is very far behind on a lot. Pun intended, not even in the ballpark. <laughs> haven't even came to the damn stadium to park yet. There's no reason it shouldn't be there. Women should be allowed to umpire at any baseball game. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. There's no Especially reason. when we got people like, uh, you know, what we do have. <laughs> he can't see the ball anyway. <laughs> I don't care who <laughs> has a good – somebody, anybody, any human has most better eyes than most of these umpires we have right now. <laughs> Angel Hernandez. <laughs> Thank you. I knew one of you would hit up on my, uh, there you go. <laughs> my rant. <laughs> Alfonso Marquez is a whole bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah. I drink to that one. <laughs> like that or whatever with his peak. But yeah, it's uh, Manfred's four for sure. And then I can have a debate and go either way on Bettman because he's had his two lockups, but he's expanded hockey to Vegas and Seattle's getting a team. Uh, and Goodell continues to fumble basic social justice issues consistently. Yeah. I need to see him get discipline rights. If somebody beats up their wife, there's no excuse for that. You should be kicked out of the league. If you smoke a little weed because it's going to help you recover from a brutal game, go for it because it's legal in a lot of places now. So they probably flip-flop between two and three. But yeah, silver consensus between the three of us is one, and Manfred is four. He's the worst. <laughs> There's no way around it. No <laughs> argument. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, gentlemen, is there anything else that you want to present to the witness stand uh, or to the jury uh, about Rob Manfred or bring up anything. It could not even be Rob Manfred related or anything, but I think we have enough to convict him as the worst commissioner uh, out of the big four. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to bring up before we wrap it up? Because I think we've uh, exhausted what we can exhaust at least. Yeah, Manfred, come to Rhode Island. Boost our economy. Let's do it. Make it happen. <laughs> Rhode, Island, Rhode Island needs a win on something big like that. We need a win. You know, it's not like you have like the next Tesla starting in your backyard or something. <laughs> no, we got Dell's lemonade though. So there is that. There is that. <laughs> there you go. So I heard something crazy that Magic Hat's moving from up that direction down here to Rochester. I was shocked. <laughs> hey, Magic Hat's in Vermont, I think it is. Yeah, it's up yeah. your guy's way. Yeah, I was a little shocked by that. Yeah. So yeah, your stuff's gonna, you know, your your number nine's gonna come a little bit further now. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. But no. I'm dropping the gavel on him. Yep. Put him away. Get him out Guilty. of here. Yep. Guilty. I, don't, I, I really do not know how anybody can do a better job than what's going on right now. Yeah. It just, it's mind boggling. Like you said, there at least, least needs to be somebody that is a stern person to the point where they can at least control the shit going on between the players union and the owners. Because in my opinion, that's what the commissioner is supposed to be doing. Not, Oh, I'm okay. Over here with the uh, owners getting chummy and rich. Yeah. Fuck the players is kind of what I feel like is going on right now. And there is no reason the guys doing the work shouldn't have a proper seat at the table in this whole thing. Couldn't have summed it up better. It seems like he is very on owner's side and not willing to go and venture anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Basically. It sucks, guys. I mean, if you go back and look at the start of this pandemic, remember they said two weeks, opening days postponed by and then it was, oh, indefinitely. And then we got some optimism as cases started to go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where is What's going on? It's broken. And all possible places where they could play or discuss playing are up in flames right now with right. COVID. So we're right back to square one where we were talking about all the same shit back in March and, and April and even a little bit into May. So this has been a bit of a dark episode, to be honest, when you think of it. Kind of the Entertaining. Tone. It has to happen. Like, you got to have those honest conversations. And it's people like us expressing our opinions, wanting to see baseball, but also make it better. So, um, 
I've enjoyed hearing everybody and presenting their cases to Rob Manfred. And uh, I just got word from the jury that uh, he's guilty. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out here, though, real quick. We got we had, 50, we had 50 listeners during this live show this week on Twitter. So thank you very much to everybody joining us here. And we would love to hear more from you. So don't forget that you can actually tweet us during this show or you know, jump into the like freaking Periscope thing and uh, jump <laughs> yes. dive in. Yeah, we had, we had a remote last minute comment from uh, our, our now host, Brendan Panikar. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking over. Oh, the sorry. Like, oh, I'll put it on. Judge, <laughs> Judge Panikar. Judge Panikar. <laughs> Yo, that's got a ring. I like it. It does have a ring to it. Yeah. Kind of shocking. <laughs> even, even with that Detroit hat on, he's, he's yeah, all right. That's, <laughs> that's the second week in a row, isn't it? I'll switch it up next week. <laughs> that's all right. There you go. So you got to <laughs> dig out your Buffalo hat. I do. I do. I'll put on my bicep hat for next week. Keep on forgetting that we're on camera now. <laughs> I didn't realize until I had all the minor league hats from visiting the four major ones in one season that they all had this, like, you know, darker, darker blue with red as their staple, except for the Bisons that year. Mm. Really? It was it was this hat. Then they the Bisons had the normal traditional blue, blue one with the you know the Bisons logo, and then the Lugnuts had like this exact same hat. Yeah. With just the Lugnut logo on it. <laughs> nice. I'd grab it, but it's a ways away. <laughs> it's got Vladdy, Bo, and Bichette's uh, or Vladdy, Bo, and Biggio's autographs on it. So I kind of like you know it's stuck there. <laughs> That's the next week thing. Yeah, next week. But speaking of minor league things, guys, did you see we actually signed a couple undrafted free agents? Uh, Van Eyck we signed, right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, then we actually went and diving into the non-drafted guys and got two pretty talented guys. Right. <laughs> It'll be interesting to look into them eventually when they start playing, hopefully. But Sweet. I think I saw that um, Austin is... Uh, 38 on MLB's top 50 already? Yes. Right. That yes. is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> they hit a home run with that pick. No I think he that. was he's 52 on Fangraphs, which still is pretty Very good. Very impressive for a guy yeah. that has Absolutely. literally not seen a wooden bat and cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe he really is James Bond's car, like Jesse Goldberg Strassler said already for the Blue Jays. Yeah. <laughs> I'm anxious to see <laughs> it. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, let's end this how we normally do with a Let's Go Blue Jays, even though I'm wearing a Tiger's hat. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's Go, go Blue, Blue Jays. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.